working title for this episode is uh, Sid the Cosplay Kid. I might change that later. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, keep that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to the list. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's going to be called Sid the Cosplay Kid. That's fine. All right. No, anyway, hello and welcome back to Comic Book Curious Podcast. Today we are here with Sid the Cosplay Kid. And we're going to ask uh, Sid some questions about cosplay and such. Uh, Sid, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are y'all doing? I'm all right. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Um, so, Sid, how long have you been the cosplay kid? How long have you been cosplaying? I've been cosplaying for about four years now. I got my first cosplay. It was for my 17th birthday, which... Yeah, I know. It's pretty late. Like, especially you see a lot of people on the internet starting at like 13 and thought it was cool around then, but didn't. Jason, next question's yours, ding dong. <laughs> All right, for sure. Um, So tell us about your costumes. What's something that you enjoy cosplaying for? I think I should also mention, too, that Sid's another person who's in the UNH marching band. Oh, yes. Sid is the drum major in the UNH marching band. Uh, where was I going with that? I was I, I interrupted myself by indicating that uh, they were part of the marching band. Uh, but the question yes. I had halfway asked was, uh, tell us about some of your costumes and things that you enjoy cosplaying. Uh, I started out, my first one was uh, from Danganronpa. Um, I cosplayed Kyoko. And that is probably my most popular cosplay. I've done a lot of different like variations of it. And, um, yeah, that was the first that I really got into cosplay. I've done it from a lot of different other types of, like, shows as well. Um, I've done a couple from, like, Genshin Impact, uh, Haikyuu, Persona 5. Um, oh, God, I've done a couple of My Hero Academia characters, but we don't talk about that. Oh, that fandom is... I haven't seen those. Good. <laughs> Those it's been a while since I've done either of those. I think both of those were over a year ago, and we're going to leave them there because the My Hero Academia fandom is it's something that's for sure. One interview, Dad. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Just and now our weekly, our our our, our, our weekly every every single episode cameo from Callista's family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked about your favorite, who you cosplay. Um, how do you get? your costumes do you buy find them pre-made buy them online do you make them um do you go thrifting like how do you it's the other costumes? yeah it's most of the time i will buy them uh and that's how i got my first was just buying the whole set and that was my first couple and then i started do, leaning more towards just finding stuff in my closet going out and like purposefully looking for clothes that would fit certain characters um in order to be able to cosplay them uh it's a lot cheaper to do that a lot like and a lot easier overall um yeah yeah especially i agree <laughs> yeah as someone who uh a lot of the time doesn't have the like energy or motivation to take all the time to put on the full costume all the makeup all the wig um which can take uh like hours to do at some points depending on what you're trying to get into it's a lot easier to just find things that are in your closet have the wig for it and be able to like do it more casually what got you to start using tiktok to show off your cosplays it was around the time where musically was 
starting to transition into TikTok and TikTok was starting to get more popular. Um, I had started off just on Instagram and had seen that people were starting to migrate over to TikTok at the time. So I was like, oh, I'll just go over and I'll start doing that too. It looks fun. For those listening at home, Sid's TikTok will be in the episode description as well as their cosplay account on Instagram. So you can go over and check it out. We kind of already touched on how you come up with your ideas. Do we feel as though we answered that question fully? Okay, cool. Uh, what are you hoping to do for the future of your cosplay career? Yes. I want to go to more conventions. It's I got to go to a singular one in 2019. I went to Otakon, which is actually happening this weekend now. I know that people are at Otakon. Yeah. Um, and oh it was so cool to just... Because there's like 30,000 people that went that year. And this was right before COVID hit. So then afterwards, I didn't get much of a chance to go to conventions because everything was all shut down. Yeah. But the just going into the giant hall, seeing all the different people in all of these significantly cooler cosplays, and just like, that's, it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool to be able to just see a whole bunch of other people who also do cosplay uh along with that do you have a character wish list of like who you want to cosplay that you haven't yet or oh i do it's in my notes app i haven't oh i haven't touched this for a while hold on i can pull this up actually yeah it's i tend to do a lot of more obscure characters cosplay for me has it's never been about trying to get more popular it's always just been like a creative outlet and just being able to like dress up as characters that yeah <laughs> being able to dress up as characters that i relate to i have gotten to a, into things that not a lot of people talk about at least these days they're like older games um or just like older media things that people again may have gotten into in the past but you don't see around as much anymore. You don't see people really talking about it. So, yeah, I've got, like, ones from, like, Professor Layton and Ace Attorney games. I've got, like, Mad Father. A uh, few more from Danganronpa. And then Disastrous Life of uh, Psyche K. Well, get used to Psyche K, because that's what gets turned on in the dorm when we're just, like, all there. What was the anime we were watching with? Oh, sorry. What was the anime we were watching with the two like competing boy bands that one time? Idolish. And like you, were, like, <laughs> Idolish Seven. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's what it was. That's another one, Sid. You got to get used to that one because we watch that one all the time too. Um, and My Little Pony. That's not an anime, but we watch My Little Pony. <laughs> yes, and we comment. Yeah, that was an interesting day too. We just said they read comments. And I'm like, so like, are they? We had all sorts of My Little Pony questions. I'm like. I'm like, do they have like a, like, what is the, anyway, it was, it was an interesting yeah. conversation. Speaking of hot takes, um, or not hot takes, My Little Pony, I have a hot take. Is this the Applejack? Is this Applejack? Yeah, it needs to be said. Applejack is racist. I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. There were multiple times where we would be like going to concert band or coming back from concert band. 
<laughs> and Kelly would just go on talking about this. You were collecting those bottles that had the My Little Pony characters, and you were like, I don't want, I want all of them except Applejack because Applejack is racist. Yeah. And that was how the conversation. Well, I wanted Applejack at first, and then we actually found like Applejack's head like at Walmart or something. And Amanda looked at it and was like, no, put it back. And Nat and I looked at her and was like, what do you mean? And she's like, she's racist. We will not have racists in our household. And I was like, oh, okay. What did she do that and was racist? That was- how, how did this get proven? So, there's a zebra from another country um, named Zakora who lives in the woods. Um, and she does a lot of like, basically, she's an essential oils mom. Um, right. And she makes a whole lot of like, natural herbs and that kind of stuff and collects them. Well, whenever she comes into town, the entire town hides and, like, shuts down their stores because they think she's weird because she doesn't speak because she also doesn't speak like every every other pony out there because she speaks and rhymes. She doesn't speak like how we speak, which is how the, the ponies speak. Everybody hid because they thought that she was casting a spell or, like, cursing them. And um, she was actually being helpful because they wanted Applejack's little sister was like, you guys are stupid. There's no reason to be afraid of her Um, before knowing her and just like chased her to her home and ran into the forest. And um, there were like these plants. The plants did freaky stuff to the ponies that went after Applejack's sister. Zakora warned them. And was like, hey, don't step in those plants or something weird's going to happen. And Zakora made a um, potion that'll, like, fix them. And Applejack, at the end, did not not even a thank you and still treats her weird. So Applejack is racist because of that. That's one. And then two was Applejack, they went to a place called Appaloosa and... Um, it's like a settler town kind of thing. And, um, there's a tribe of buffaloes that live in Appaloosa. Um, and Appaloosa was built right in the middle of their stampeding grounds. Tell me if this sounds American. Um, let me know when this sounds American. And they built Appaloosa in the middle of their stampeding grounds that they go on every single year. And Applejack's response was to side with the Appaloosa other ponies in Appaloosa and go like well just find a new place to stampede so yeah Applejack is racist I'm glad that you were prepared with that (laughs) I only have them prepared because of Amanda and that's like the whole spiel Amanda will go on it'll probably be a Steven C episode eventually we'll have Miles do his whole episode on uh, FNAF FNAF. and then we'll have Amanda's hot takes on My Little Pony yeah Um, the whole reason we watch My Little Pony is because of Amanda um because Nat and I watched it. Um, it was on Netflix growing up. So I was able to watch it. And Nat and I watched it. But Amanda had never seen it. And the whole topic of that conversation happened. Because we were talking about like childhood crushes. On like animated characters. Because I watched My Little Pony when I was like 10. And I thought um, Applejack's brother was cute. Because I was 10. Um, and Nat agreed with me and then Amanda was, and so did the other people we were eating with, but Amanda had never seen the show. So Amanda was like, 
who's that? I don't know who that is. Um, so we're like, you've never seen My Little Pony? And she's like, no, I've never seen it. So we're like, all right, well, we're going to watch My Little Pony as a room now. And I think we're on season two. How many episodes are there in a season that you only made it to season two? 26. I'm on it. But like back, I'm watching this now. And now that I'm older, I'm kind of questionable. There were, there were definitely, and they're like, not like in a bad way though, either. There were quite a few bits that were like questionable in a bad way, but there's a Ooh. lot more that's like, they tackled a lot of subject matter that went over my head as a kid. There's 26 episodes in the first two seasons, and then there's only yeah. 13 in the third season. And then there's five seasons. There's six. There's six seasons? There's nine. Know. There's a drop-down menu. It's 26. Hang on. The last problem. Years are now, Princess Twilight, ruler of Equestria, is expected to visit a student with a problem. She attempts to solve it and looks back on the time she had with main six. Oh. Oh. Anyway. Reminiscing episode. Yeah. What a... <laughs> Yeah, what a I haven't tangent. seen that one. I haven't seen any episodes past like season three. Well, actually, hang on. Good, yeah. good transition here. Actually, good transition. Yeah. Um, are there any comic books or uh, bo- any comics books or things you're currently watching? Kind of in that vein, I guess. Kind of. Oh, I. Am- or maybe you're interested in watching. Like this is plus fishing to you. I have been getting back into Persona Five. I watched it. I think uh, a couple of years ago. And I was like, I have, I just finished up watching, um, I had finished watching uh, Saikike, I had finished watching Kuruko no Basuke, and I was like, I need something new to watch. So I was going to watch something new, but then I was like, what if instead of that... I watch something old. Yeah, I go back to watching yeah. Persona 5. So now I'm back into watching I do that Persona all the time. Yeah, and it's I do that all the time with dudes. Yeah, it's fun to, um, like, have seen a series a while back and then go back to watching it again so you kind of know what's going to happen but you're more uh like apt to pick up details that you missed the first time and just be like yeah oh my god that makes a lot of sense like oh they like they were implying that this was going to happen all the way back here just have it like, yeah seeing that happen yeah and you pick up like on like certain betrayals you pick up and you're like i should have known exactly yeah it's just like i should i should have known this was gonna happen from the get-go um i haven't seen that where do you watch that because i've been meaning to watch that um persona 5 is um it's actually a video game it's i've been watching playthroughs on youtube oh i watch nico b oh i thought there was an anime on it uh, there. I thought there was an name. I wouldn't be surprised if there is. To the Google. Back to Google. Mm-hmm. Just about everything I watch is either on YouTube or on Netflix. Persona Five, the animated series. Yeah, it's probably. It's also watch. It's one <laughs> uh, season, twenty six episodes from yeah. April 2018. That's it from Persona Five, the video game. I was gonna say it's probably one of those where. It, because Danganronpa has kind of the same thing, where it's a game, but it's also an animated series. But playing the game is so much better of an experience than watching the series, because there's so much that they cut out in order to fit it into, like, short enough Into episodes. a series. Yeah. And things that they just can't, they can't do when it's a series rather than an, a video game that you're interacting with. Yeah, I- Are we on the icebreaker question? Uh, closing three tabs. Oh, um, yeah, he's going down the rabbit hole. Come on. Yeah. Um, favorite character. To, have, we, have we already covered favorite character to cosplay for? No, I don't think we have. 
who is your favorite character to cosplay? Good question. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I really like cosplaying uh, Kyoko. Just because back to the roots, tying back to that. And I still really love her as a character, even though it's been a while since I've like watched that yeah. series. Um, but there's also, I actually cosplay one of my uh, D&D characters, um, who is now um, kind of based around like my usernames and stuff. It used to be Ultimate Light, which that had its own story to it. Um, but now it is uh, Gilded Ida. Um, based around um, a D&D campaign that I am a part of. She's a little half-elf, and she's all over the place in terms of, like, um, alliances and stuff. She's a, well, half-elf rogue. Uh, started off, um, was kind of left alone when she was real young. You know, rogue things. Um, if you are, a, yeah. if you're a rogue and you have parents, you're not doing it right. Am I wrong? So true. You can't be a rogue no. and not have trauma. You can't. There's something that has to be fundamentally wrong with you in order to steal. That's just a moral dilemma that I don't think we have time for. In order to give away all your morals, you have to be traumatized by something. Yeah, that just. God, that could just go into a deep moral question of like, can people that just go into a deep thing? <laughs> can people well, just inherently? You said that, and then I was like, <laughs> wait a second. You said that, and I was like, you are rogues with parents, and then I'm like, thinking about it. Are there actually? No, <laughs> now we're talking D and D. Um, you know how we were watching uh, Vox Machina? I want to get back into watching that. I want to cosplay Percy. I want to cosplay Percy. <laughs> That's another one we to add to the pull list. That off. We should definitely watch. I think that's one that we could get Nat and Amanda on too. Absolutely, and I would be down to rewatch because we only got like four episodes in. Like we yeah. didn't get very far. I think they're gonna because it's based off of the Critical Role podcast. Yeah. Campaign. So I think they're. I need to start listening to Critical Role, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil if they make more seasons. I don't want to spoil it for myself. You're listening to the yeah. same thing. So is that spoiling it for yeah. yourself? <laughs> There, there's a cliffhanger at the end of that season that I need. No. Oh, that's a spoiler in and of itself. <laughs> I ask you a question, Calista. Oh, yeah. I get to ask it this time? Yeah, go ahead. Yay! If you could go back in time, what would you bring from the modern day to kill a small Victorian child? <laughs> or just, like, really confuse it, melt its brain. With or factory reset it. Factory reset it. Oh my god. There's so many good options. Do I have to do I have to kill the child? Is the point to kill or can it just be to like mind boggle? Factory reset the child, yes. I like Put it back the- in default settings. It's already in default settings. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It has technology. I want to specifically bring oh god, my brain went right to the Harlem Shake trend. I think that we could confuse the child very well with the Harlem Shake. I think that works. They'll think that we're that you're under like possession and just run away. I'm trying to think. Oh my god, I'm not... I forgot about the Harlem Shake. <laughs> just, but yeah, was this? No, I'm trying to think. Which? Yeah, Victorian era versus uh, witch trials. I'm not good with timeline. Like. I have absolutely no concept of time. When was the Victorian era in comparison to the witch trials? Because if the witch trials were after... 1850-something I... to 1901. Oh, I'll check. Hang on. Salem witch trials. Back to the Google. Salem witch trials. 
Uh, I think we could cause the witch 1692 trials. 1692 to 1693. Never so mind. 1600, 17th century. Dang it, they've already so gotten over the witch the trials. The witch trials predate the Victorian era. They were so worried about witches. At least in Salem. Hang on. Right? Uh, yeah, I think one of your icebreaker questions should be a slight variation and just be like, uh, what would you bring back from this time uh, in order to guarantee that you would be executed as a witch? I think that'd be a solid question. I think that is definitely a solid question. Jason, can we ask that on the next podcast? I'll make a note. See, you could just bring back any modern technology and they would be like, what? What is that? But also, I want to bring back something stupid. Like, you know those, like, wooden, like, puzzle boxes? I want to give them a puzzle box or something and just be like, I made this. Here you go. Anyway, wooden snake. Anyway. Tangents galore. I love the sound that those make. All right. They're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Wooden Snake ASMR. <laughs> Jason, it's your turn. All right. That's time for part of the episode where I ask an episode off the top of my head, and I'm going to say uh, Do you have a favorite uh, song from our current Marching Man repertoire? that you're excited to see happen on the big field? I'm excited for the closer. I don't know if you guys have gone and listened through the closer. If you haven't, you <laughs> you really should. It's a mashup of a whole bunch of stuff. Starts off as counting stars. Um, cowbell transition into starships by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> uh, also of keynote, um, there's a section where I believe it is just the piccolos playing. And there is also no, a why? twinkle, twinkle, little star sounding piano bit there, too. And then at the end, it transitions back into counting stars. So it's fine. It's going to give so much whiplash. I'm here for it. I can't wait for, for that. that one. Uh... I won't be excited for the piccolo piece. Flutes and piccolos are just instruments that should not have existed. They shouldn't have been invented. Hey, period. hey, flutes are fine. Piccolos are not. No, no. Neither of them are fine. You can't hear either of them, so who cares? Okay, but consider, instead of marching band, concert band. Concert band flutes are valid. Marching band flutes are not valid. Concert band flutes are. Concert band flutes are still not valid. Why are they not? Because you want to know what they can be replaced with easily? Clarinets. They usually have the same part anyway. How high can a clarinet go? The Uh, flute shouldn't go as high as it goes. That's the whole point. It's a C, I'm pretty sure. Because our um, music... Clarinets go three octaves. Our music for last last semester uh, included, commonly, uh, B-flats. Not just the normal, like, high B-flat. Actually, it's a G. It's a high high G. G Yeah, ours goes to a high, I believe a high B-natural above that. So there's like the normal B flat that's above the that's above the rest of the staff, and then there is an octave above that, which is where we had to play that for several pieces in concert band last semester. So yeah, can bass can a bass flute go that high? I bass flutes are the only flutes I can tolerate. I love the alto flutes. Alto flutes when they have the headpiece that like curves around. Those yeah. are cool. I love those. What? Yeah, the lower sounding ones sound kind of pretty, but like mm-hmm. the normal ones, no. I think they should all be melted down into rocket ships. It just shouldn't exist. 
they don't need to exist. See, I like flutes for like, you think like Carrick Fergus, where it had that like the Celtic kind of sound. I like flutes for that. That's really pretty. Yeah, but they also played lower notes. They well, Which you could cover with a clarinet. Could you cover it well and with yeah. a clarinet? Yes, yes, those. I love those. Those kinds of flutes that like curve around. Those are so cool. And they sound yeah, great. They're pretty. I played yeah. some once in fifth grade at a flute convention. No, I am not kidding. I am in the music. I am a music major, and somehow I have never done anything that nerdy. It was fun. It was. It was learning more how to play flute and like seeing the different types of flutes. Yeah. And they had a whole bunch of the ones that curved around like that, and I thought they were so rad. And there's also, yeah, I think no, there's that like is a. Kind of cool, I think there's like a contrabass flute that takes up. It can take yes. up an entire room with how yeah. much it just winds around. Yeah, this yep. right here. That type of flute, yep. Some instruments, I'm not going to lie, I think people were just bored and wanted to make it bigger. Have you ever seen a bass saxophone? Alternatively, have you seen a soprano saxophone? Yeah, it's a golden clarinet. My mom called me in at one point. She was watching, she likes watching these uh, TV shows that do like culture around the world and stuff and people playing different instruments. And my mom's like, come here. I want you to see this. It's, and she's like, it's like clarinet music. And I was like, I was looking at it and I was like, mother, that is a soprano saxophone. <laughs> that is not a clarinet, actually. Um, I don't like playing the soprano sax. I've played that like twice. Barry sax supremacy. Simply. Um, no, tenor sax. Because um, tenor sax can still play the melody. Baritone sax is mostly just the bass line. Unless it's jazz band. When That's it's, true. When it's jazz music, Barry sax. Yeah, jazz, yeah, jazz music, Barry sax supremacy. Yeah, if it's um, any other type of music, tenor sax, all the way. I can agree with that. I can I can get to that. And with that? And with that being said, as the conversation... And with that, that's, that's the end. Close, on what pre-edit could be our longest episode ever. Yeah. But that's okay. We got quality sin content. It could turn into our shortest one. Um, <laughs> I don't take that much out. I know. I'm kidding. Um, make sure you follow us on all of our social media. Check out the link tree. Check out um, to support Comic Book Curious. Um, follow the podcast Instagram at CBCN Podcast. Um, check out our podcast, our podcast Twitter at CBCN Podcast. Um, give us a follow, give us a like. Um, this week we will be actually, no, that's a lot. Um, I will be calling my hairstylist tomorrow to double check when my appointment is. Um, uh, but this week we will be posting a poll, um, to vote on my next hair color. Um, and you will be fate. All of you listeners will be fate. Um, anyway. Make sure you stay posted on all of our new stuff coming up um, as we head into the final episodes with me and Jason. Um, coming up, uh, we have a lot planned. Uh, right before this meeting, I was already discussing and planning episodes with other artists, other more Webtoons creators. So stay tuned and maybe your favorite maybe your favorite creator will be next. Um who knows? Sid, I hope you had a great time. Um, I can't wait to see you in the next, like, two weeks. Um, we're gonna be roomies! Um, I'm gonna be there often. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that is all. 
Uh, thank you all for listening so far to this madness. Um, we really appreciate all the support and the love we get from all of you listeners. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Jason. All has been said. Thanks, Sid, again for coming on. I look forward to seeing both of you in just a few weeks. Heck yeah. In person. Heck yeah. In New Haven. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's go. Go 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 to some UNH marching band shows. Yes. Or don't. Or do. Go check us out wherever no. we go. Bye. Bye. Be there. Be square.